You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name is Trent Fleskins, your host as always. And it surprises me, but it's been 153 episodes and we've never actually spoken about what I do every day. And we've got a lot of inquiry in recently about buyer's agents, which is my core role at Strategic. And we thought we'd spend some time detailing exactly why people would engage a buyer's agent, what they do, where the competitive advantage is, how they charge, and all the little quirks along the way. So today's episode is about the service of being a buyer's agent, which is starkly different. It's on the other side of the coin to a real estate agent we are used to using, which is a selling agent. So I'll start off with a little bit of an introduction into the buyer's agent industry in Western Australia. And the reality is it's much smaller than the East Coast. In the East Coast, there are hundreds of buyer's agents around town, obviously bigger markets and more people to service. But the strange thing about it in Western Australia is after researching and thinking off the top of my head, I can probably think of about 10 buyer's agents across Western Australia for the whole of the state. And that obviously reflects the fact that it's a really small infant market in WA. It does reflect a service that uh, isn't an essential service in a way. People can buy their own property, 99.9% of people do, uh, without the service of a buyer's agent. So that industry certainly doesn't have the demand that a selling agent would have given that 99.9% of people who do sell would use a selling agent. And I guess we'll talk about the why today as to why we would use a buyer's agent and the services provided. So let's move straight into it and think about the purpose of using a buyer's agent. Now that really reflects your strategy for buying. Are you looking to buy an owner-occupied property? Are you looking to buy a purely passive investment property? Are you looking to find a development site that then has a whole bunch of planning implications involved as well? But generally, there's a few themes as to why people will engage that buyer's agent. The first is they don't have the time. Now, that's more prevalent in the owner-occupied buyer's market where people are quite time poor. They have quite important jobs. They're happy to pay for the service of a buyer's agent and they see the value there. Even though there is an upfront cost, they see a time value more than anything. The next is that they don't have a lot of confidence in their own ability to negotiate a deal. Something we'll talk about a little bit later in terms of that service, but a lot of people, especially in this market right now where it's a seller's market and all the power sits in the selling agent's hand, they're having a crack. They've spent the last 12 months trying to get that offer accepted and they just can't. They feel like they've never been taken seriously and they turn to a buyer's agent who should be able to demonstrate an evening of that playing field. The next reason that you would hire a buyer's agent is because you're looking for someone to objectively assess the property, assess your strategy, assess your needs, and then represent you. And what I mean by that is that not only are we looking for someone to be able to find us the cheapest price, the best value for a property, we also need someone to be able to tell us when we're paying too much. And obviously, when you're not objective, when you're subjective, you're getting emotional. For example, you get to an auction, a lot of people will be quite scared that they're going to overpay for a property. So people do like to employ a buyer's agent for that pure reason of having someone with objectivity who isn't emotional about the deal, being able to demonstrate where the point of value is for a property and no higher. And again, that really does help at auction. Segwaying into auctions, that's very much a niche skill and one that most people don't have a lot of experience in. So you might find that people will hire a buyer's agent not to find the property because it might be very particular to them as an owner-occupier with regards to their needs. But when it comes to auction, hiring someone to represent them on the day who has that experience of understanding when to put the first bid in, when to hold back, and then when to go and really go at the price. That is a skill in itself and very much requires the talents of someone who, for example, will be very good at poker. Big percentage of people who engage buyer's agents are also people who are outside of the market. 
So these are people who are international buyers, people who are in Perth, for example, come from the East Coast and don't have a lot of understanding of the local factors that would affect a suburb or a region, but they know broadly on a macro basis they want to invest in Perth. They hear on the radio and on the news and through the data that Perth is going into an upswing, but they wouldn't know where to start. And you might find that the other way. We have a number of clients who over time have hired a buyer's agent to buy something in Sydney or Melbourne or Brisbane. Again, same thing. They want to diversify their portfolio. They see opportunity on the East Coast. They don't know where to start and therefore they pay someone who does this for a living every day. And most of those reasons are for people who are looking to buy owner-occupied properties. When you switch into that investment and development space, there then becomes another layer of information that people generally don't have that they recognize they don't have and that's around the planning space around rental yield space and this is where it's all about risk mitigation so we are now making more of a financial decision people will hire a buyer's agent to make sure that the development site they're buying or the investment property they're buying doesn't have pitfalls that will cost them a whole bunch of money along the way that they haven't identified it's really about hiring someone to protect them from what they don't know specifically to property development it might be a buyer's agent who has specific planning skills like at strategic for example where we focus on mitigating risk with regards to undertaking small-scale development and that might be about identifying all the costs that most people couldn't identify without experience that would go into the feasibility of that development itself so a buyer's agent is used for a spectrum of reasons and also at different levels of involvement so that's the why that's why we would hire a buyer's agent it's why more and more people are especially in this market And that segues us into the seller's market that we're in today and why more and more people are choosing to hire a buyer's agent to represent them. And the biggest reason is the FOMO. More people are buying, more people have a fear of missing out. And that brings a couple of reasons to it. In a seller's market where the selling agent has all the power and there's generally going to be someone else outbidding you amongst most properties, the buyer's agent's role is less about getting the cheapest price and more about being able to lock down a purchase in the first place along with mitigating risks on that property that will always be risks no matter the market. So we have a number of clients that come into us say, look, Trent, we've been trying for a year to find a property, first home buyers, no one takes us seriously. We always get outbid. Even if we put the highest price in, they end up choosing a bid that's cash or that has pre-approval in finance or that has different settlement conditions that the seller prefers. And that's where in this market, people start to get despondent. They feel like they're not being taken seriously by the selling agent. People will engage a buyer's agent because they want to be able to get on a level playing field, not only with regards to negotiating, not only with regards to identifying value and the right price, but also identifying properties in the first place that may be off market, that may simply be on market. But because people work a full-time job, they need someone whose full-time job it is to find properties and get in, put an offer in on the first day, for example. And furthermore, be able to have those real collegiate conversations as equals between a buyer's agent and a selling agent about how this sale is going to run, about what price we're expecting, about whether we should even bother spending our time on this. It's a very different story between a seller looking to make a quick sale or a seller looking to have an end date sale or an auction or looking to have multiple bids and push the price as far as possible. Identifying that quickly will help the buyer be able to understand whether it's worth even going for that purchase or not. Now, in a buyer's market, it's very different. In a buyer's market, the buyer has the power and therefore the buyer's agent also has a lot more power because selling agents are desperate to sell. They don't have 10 offers coming at them every day and what they're looking for is generally a solution. So sellers will be calling actively buyer's agents to say, look, I've got this one coming up. I'm not going to be able to get the listing unless I have a solution for the seller. And that means I need to be able to find a buyer quickly. 
do you want to buy this property and what price do you want to pay for it? So the conversation is very different in a buyer's market where we have the control of the price. Not only can we take a bit more of our time, we also dictate the price as well as the terms. And with regards to the terms, they're generally very different between a buyer's market and a seller's market. In a seller's market, we're looking to stand out. We're looking to not compete. And what I mean by that is we're looking to provide the path of least resistance for a seller because price is always going to be something that is first and foremost. However, in a market like this where the seller would like to move on quickly as well and make their purchase or wants their own surety, they're also looking for a bit of surety on what they're getting out. So generally what you'll find is that whilst in an owner-occupied property, it's fairly normal to have building and pest inspection clauses. If it's not needed, you don't want to be putting them in. If you're going to be knocking the house down, you don't want to be putting them in. You generally want to find that you're either represented by a buyer's agent who's also the mortgage broker or you're pre-approved for finance or both. What that does is if you're not a cash offer, it gives the seller confidence that this deal is definitely not going to fall apart and that this offer is moving ahead because the last thing a selling agent wants to do who has that many listings on their plate is have to go back and sell again. So they'll always take those offers more seriously when they're coming from a buyer's agent or they're coming from a cash position without a buyer's agent. If you have both, even better. On the buyer's side, the terms really can be whatever we want them to be as buyers because we hold all the power and we're offering a more desperate seller a way out because people selling in a buyer's market are generally selling because they have to. When it comes to fees, this really depends on the buyer's agency and the way that they value themselves and also it depends on the service. Now, a buyer's agent service can run from assisting with market research to simply identify a list of properties that a buyer can go out and find themselves and do their own negotiation on. That would be a pretty small service that would possibly be ongoing until the buyer does find their property. It can be a property review where feasibility would be conducted or an analysis of the pros and cons of the property, the risks of the property, the merits of the property, suburb statistics would be involved. Uh, same sort of market analysis feasibility service. Again, as I said before, that service can involve negotiating at an auction or negotiating in a private treaty. It can simply be that where the buyer has come to the party with the property that they want, especially in an owner-occupied situation, and then they're seeking someone to assist with evening out that playing field. And generally, any buyer's agent service will also cover arranging or assisting with the building and pest inspections, monitoring the transaction all the way through to settlement, including possibly assisting with the finance as well, and making sure that any clauses that come up with regards to due diligence or building inspections are all worked through. Good example of that is a couple of weeks ago, we purchased two properties for a client in Como, ran a building inspection using our Inspect WA building clause, which gave us all the power with regards to building inspection outcomes rather than the rework clause, which really gives the seller all the powers to say, no, I won't be doing any of this. And because of that, we identified about 15 items that needed to be fixed from unsafe battens in the roof to some water damage and safety certificates for uh, gas and water and power. Now, on the rewa side, a lot of this wouldn't have had to have been done because it wouldn't be named structural. However, because we've come to the table with the right building inspection clauses, we've had all the power to be able to say, this is what we want done, otherwise we're walking away. And that's a really good place to be with regards to protecting our clients. Now, back to the way that buyer's agents charge for their services. You'll generally find that a lot of those market research feasibility services or negotiation services will run from anywhere from a couple of thousand dollars up to maybe five, six thousand dollars, depending on the complexity of the work needed to be done. When it comes to a full bottle service with regards to identification and negotiation on a continual basis until that property is found, 
we generally find the industry charges either a flat fee or a percentage fee. Now, we are not fans of a percentage fee here at Strategic and that's because that percentage fee comes from a seller's agent perspective where the higher the price, the higher the fee. But the reality is that's a conflict of interest of the way that the buyer's agents are supposed to work. We're supposed to be getting the lowest fee and therefore having a percentage link to your fee really doesn't make sense as a buyer's agent. Therefore, we charge a flat fee and generally those flat fees will cover somewhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars depending on the general value of the property so the fee will reflect the value but it won't go up or down for example based on the price it's a flat fee generally agreed and a lot of buyers agents we see these days are going in that direction now the way that that is charged is generally a retainer up front to get the buyer's agent working and then the balance of the fee paid at settlement as part of your settlement proceeds with the settlement agent now that's a little bit different to a selling agent where they only get paid on the settlement buyers agents generally will have a retainer up front to get them moving and working because there's always that risk that as a buyer you decide to pull out after two months of work and the buyer's agent is left having done two months of work without being paid now we get a lot of questions from our clients with regards to off-market purchases and whether there is a clear competitive advantage going through a buyer's agent to find properties off-market where they're not having to compete with other buyers at the negotiation table. And the reality is yes, off-market purchases are a big part of our business. I think the numbers are for us, 45 of the last 50 transactions we've undertaken have been from off-market opportunities that have come directly to us from selling agents we have a relationship around the state with. However, that is not by design. What we've generally found is that we get better value off-market because we're not having to compete with less informed buyers or more desperate buyers on the market. And therefore, it's more that when we're buying on-market, it's less likely we'll be interested to buy at that price. However, when we do get opportunities off market, it's more likely we'll have the ability to have more of a frank conversation about value. And the seller, given they're interested in selling off market, is also more amenable to that outcome. So an off market transaction is one that a lot of people are keen on. And it is something that you can expect from a buyer's agent. However, it will generally take as long as it takes to achieve that because those off market opportunities don't come as often as the 900 listings you'll see a week on market. Now, what makes a good buyer's agent? A good buyer's agent is one that firstly does their homework. They're focused on mitigating risk and the service you're paying for from a buyer's agent is not for them to buy you that property. It's for them to not buy 99 properties before they eventually suggest that one property that is right for you. And the reason for that is anyone can go out and buy a property. It's something we can all do without the service of a buyer's agent. However, it's about the risk mitigation of why you shouldn't buy the 99 properties before that will put you in good stead for this long-term investment that you're looking to make, whether it is an owner-occupied property or an investment property. A good buyer's agent has many relationships with all the selling agents around Perth and that's where they get their off-market opportunities. That's where they understand market value and that's where they get a bit of an angle, a bit of a look in to be able to purchase a property with a bit more favor with the selling agent compared to someone coming off the street. And that happens for us all the time when we're buying on market. We get treated more seriously we get more time to make a decision and we generally get the last right of refusal on pricing, which is really fantastic for us to be able to be in control of our purchasing. A good buyer's agent is also not a handball service. We do see some buyer's agents out there where we scratch our head and wonder, where was the value in that purchase? You've paid way over for that property and there is no real intrinsic fundamental reason why that property would go up any faster than any other properties in the area. Therefore, a good buyer's agent understands how to explain to their clients why fundamentally this property will be worth more in the future, whether it's through passive fundamentals of the area or through active development strategies that will see more profit in this purchase than anywhere else down the track. And therefore, a good buyer's agent has a really strong property investment report. It explains to the clients not only comparative market sales around the area, but also 
planning perspective with regards to services that are underground, with regards to feasibilities on what you would actually be doing with this site, with regards to rental yields, and also an explanation of the best debt equity mix that they would suggest for your purchase. And the best buyer's agents generally have all of those services in-house to be able to bounce the opportunity, but also the risk mitigation against each other. So the best buyer's agents have in-house settlements, in-house mortgage broking, in-house planning, in-house property management, so that all of those services for you as a buyer are taken care of, not only from a time perspective, but also from the, that focus again of risk mitigation, where no stone has been unturned in making sure that there's no reason why you wouldn't be buying this property at this time. In a market like this, where more and more people are fearing that missing out, fearing they're overpaying, fearing they're buying the wrong thing or getting too emotional about their purchase or simply just failing to purchase a property for them to move into without being despondent and making it a full-time job to actually achieve what they're doing. A buyer's agent is a service that people are taking more seriously today and one that I think will become more and more normalized as a service in the real estate industry going forward. And therefore, I hope that we'll have more than 10 buyer's agents in Perth in the future. A good buyer's agent is also specialized in buying. There are a few buyer's agents in Perth that buy and sell, probably just for the income. But what it does there is creates a conflict where you don't know whether your buyer's agent is also selling on the other side. And you can certainly know that that buyer's agent doesn't have the same relationships with selling agents because they're now a competitor of the selling agents in the area. So a good buyer's agent is one that purely focuses on buying statistics, market data, negotiating from a buyer's side and mitigating risk. Guys, I hope this was an informative conversation. Next week, we'll be talking with Carl Hardy-White again to give us an update on the building industry. Things have gone absolutely manic again in the last few months and I think it will be really pertinent to get an understanding of how things are going right now, but also whether things are going to start to cool down over the next few months. Thanks a lot for listening and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!